Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to the hideout in Chicago, Illinois. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun and I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Thank you for listening. We're going on seven years, everybody. Seven years of human conversations, of real people telling their own stories in their own words. We don't censor things. We don't overproduce things here. We just set it up, let people have a platform, and we get out of the way. And I'm proud of that. For everybody who celebrates, I hope uh, you enjoyed the holiday last week. If you, if you choose to partake... Yeah, had a good time with whomever you chose to hang out with. I've got some exciting stuff coming up. I'm going to be doing some shows in Durham, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina. That's the 2nd and 3rd of December. That's soon, everybody. We're out here. We're having a good time. Now, this this call was recorded in Chicago. Do I want to say it's a good time? No, it's a brutal call. But the call itself is kind of a good time because the caller has great energy and the story is insane. Basically, I mean, you see it in the title of the show. She's pretty convinced that her grandmother killed a bunch of dudes. So as you can imagine, we got a lot to talk about. I love everybody in Chicago. You showed up for me. That town has always showed up for me when I get out there on the road. That, that place has always felt like a spiritual home to me in a lot of ways. I'm shocked I never lived in Chicago. But I feel so lucky I got to get out there. feel so lucky that I got to have this call. I mean, obviously, there's talk of murder and death in this one. So if you're not in a place where you want to hear that, um, brace yourself. But guess what? True crime's all the rage these days, everybody. True crime's the new podcasting rage has been for the past couple of years, so... This one should should uh, wet that whistle, as they say. Anyway, I'll stop being an idiot. I'll let you enjoy the call. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello! Holy shit! Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah! I can hear you. Oh my god, this is crazy. Crazy this okay. First of all, I just want to open up by saying happy birthday to me. Thank you. <laughs> Today's your birthday? Yeah. That's incredible. Happy birthday. Oh my god. Thank, well, <laughs> would you look at that, guys? An A-list celebrity wish me happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I hate that they laugh because they say? all find it funny. They all found that hilarious. <laughs> I was in my best stretch of my career, and that was five or six long years ago. <laughs> but thank you, Carl. You're a real oh, shit kicker. Anytime. You're coming in hot. Oh, every day. Yes, that's what they call me on the streets, a shit kicker. 1,000. What is your story? Oh, God, I have a few of them. Um, I want to open by saying I'm so sorry, Sally and everybody else. I have the mouth of a sailor, so... Buckle in, put on your seatbelt. I heard this is Chicago, so I'm pretty sure you've heard like one or two swear words. Um, but I have a few stories. I can tell you about how I got a concussion for my birthday party. I can tell you how low-key my grandma's a serial killer. Like, what do you want to know? Well, for, I mean, there's so much. We are not even two minutes in. I know, huh? We're already there. More, I just want to know your general vibe. Because <laughs> you literally, you started screaming and cursing instantly. Um, yeah. Do you have any other questions about my vibe? Because that's pretty accurate. Just a lot of screaming and cursing? That sort of sums you up? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you could ask all the people in my life. They would say screaming, cursing, maybe like iced coffee, book clubs, metal music. 
Yeah. Ice coffee, book clubs, metal music. I like it. You also have a laugh that sounds like a cartoon character laugh. Has anyone ever told you? <laughs> yes. Okay. So we all make fun of my aunt because her laugh sounds like a turkey gobble. Um, and I get it from her. So you inherited your aunt's turkey gobble laugh. Okay, that's fair. I do yes. really like your laugh, and it's going to make me uh, – it's going to really <laughs> – Good. It's very nasally. Yeah, uh, amongst other things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, what's your guys' vibe? What's the vibe in Chicago? Here's, I mean, the vibe in Chicago, I feel like everybody's in it. We're at the, the, this venue, the hideout is like, it's the perfect combination of it feels legitimately underground and independent, but it's also built in a way that feels like your grand, your grandparents' basement. You know, like it's a place that feels like it draws some lines about being countercultural, but it's also very inviting to people no matter where they're from. And it's one of the things I love about this venue. That's the vibe. You know, what's weird is that's my Instagram bio about myself. (laughs) So it's crazy that we have that in common. I mean, wild. You know, this is going to, I feel like this hour is going to simultaneously fly by and be one of the longest hours of my life. You are starting to sound like my sister. And again, you're welcome. Time with me is a great time. All right. So what do you mean your grandmother's a serial killer? Yeah, so that's like, okay. (laughs) So here's the sitch. Um, She died very wealthy, which like good for her. um, But she also died with like, had too much dementia going on. Not the point. So the reason she died super wealthy is because she had, God, I want to say seven husbands. um, And all of their obituaries are kind of out of pocket. So one of them, she like, you know, you trip on a shotgun and knock your husband's head off sometimes or like a bunch of rat food ends up or a bunch of rat poison ends up in like your morning oatmeal um or like their car brake lines get cut even though like my her dad was a mechanic and those failures shouldn't happen um so I'm not gonna tell you her name because this is believe it or not an anonymous podcast (laughs) but she ended up doing some jail time in like the 50s for it just a couple of years um, and they found <laughs> they found her guilty of assisted manslaughter or something to that effect. She's literally um, a serial killer. You weren't. Yeah. Killed. And those examples <laughs> no. were those theoreticals, or those are actual ways that some of her husbands died. Those are actual ways some of them died. <laughs> you said it so offhandedly that we all were like, "Oh, these are just the theoretical, jokey ones." She actually like said, she "Yeah, no, no, those are jokes." And killed a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> but you know, what else do you do in the 40s, right? Divorce isn't real. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but what's nice is that, so, like, she died or whatever, but I have an older sister that was born on her same birthday. Not necessarily a killer, but same attitude, you know, same disposition. So if you don't believe in Zodiac signs, you probably should. Wait, same disposition in what sense? Because I really only know one thing about your grandma. She <laughs> that she murdered a bunch of men. So when you say your sister has the same disposition. Um, yeah, it's a very similar disposition. I don't think I necessarily know of any men that she has killed, but I don't put it past her. You know, like she's a very well-rounded, well-thought-out woman. She has a great college education. She works for the government. And I know that if I needed to kill somebody, she could do it without blinking. Like, just very much there for it. You sound so cheerful. <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. The, yeah. Um, the tone. I, no, I'm not. The tone is very incongruous with the content. <laughs> it's honestly to keep you engaged. Yeah, no, it's working. It's great. <laughs> okay, good. You know, yeah. I wanted to be a school teacher, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spout some shit. I'm going to throw knowledge at you about the tone. It'll take you all over the place. Yeah, I'm just hanging on for dear life. I mean, we are not even seven minutes into this call. We already found out that you're related to someone who murdered people. Yeah, I like that you're counting the minutes, Chris. Is this dragging for you? Well, yeah, I have a clock. Uh, full disclosure, I'm looking at a clock. Um, uh, okay, fair did enough. Did you know your grandma or had she passed before you were born? Um, no, she actually only passed a couple of years ago. Um, 
I want to say like 2015, 2014, must've been 2015. Um, but no, yeah, I knew her pretty well. We like all went over and visited her in her later years in life. She was like very much fond of my youngest cousin. So her great grandkids, um, she forgot who the rest of us were, but in like her passing days, she did happen to like kind of spout out that her two sons that she had that she said were from one man were from two completely separate men. Um, she kind of turned into like a racist old bat that nobody liked. Um, but she was like six foot two, which was cool. She's pretty tall. That's, I gotta say out of all the details, maybe the least exciting, (laughs) but it's just a matter of personal preference. I mean, she's a tall woman and it blows me up. I mean, also there were murders. Um, there were, yes. Did you ever ask her, like, did, you know, you're, you're saying like, Rat poison, the shotgun thing. She served time yeah. for manslaughter. Yeah. Um, did, was it too touchy or did anyone ever ask her, like, Grandma, why'd you murder all our grandpas? <laughs> so it was <laughs> – that's a good one. Um, I don't think we said it like that. It was more of like a – okay, God, this sounds so bad. So buckle in. So, like, sometimes people in your family accidentally kill people and you, like, joke about it. Um, so it was more of like a like oh that's crazy that that happened haha don't do it to me have a good Thanksgiving, um, kind of vibe. Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, I think me and Chicago is. are all in agreement of like I don't know that that's just a family thing that people oh. in your family kill people and then you just okay well you guys aren't white trash. That's fine. I get it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's okay. Wow. Yeah, no, it's like your dad kills someone on. It's like an accident, though. So like, it's fine. Your grandma does. It's like in the past. You know, she hasn't done it in fifty years, and now she's down with them in hell, burning forever. So it's cool. But you never. So it was kind of like talked about and joked about and said offhandedly as an accepted fact of things. But you never had a heart to heart. You never had a sit down heart to heart with her about it. No, she was definitely not the heart-to-heart type kind of woman. And if it was brought up, she was like, ha yeah, watch it. Pass me the Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there, yeah, there wasn't any like, um, please tell me why you kill people and how can I avoid it? Um, no, it was more of just like, this is what happened. So we can definitely skirt around it, but it's just not that serious anymore. And she, you mentioned she was very wealthy. Um, yeah. Is your is your impression that she was because you said you know there was no divorce back then and I could imagine yeah. I could imagine a world in which there were women decades ago when divorce was a faux pas or harder to attain or even unattainable who maybe did resort to murder but you also pointed yeah. out that she was wealthy which does make me wonder if this was um, for money yeah. Yeah, uh, speaking of for money, guess what I do for money? Ads. Got ads on the show. We'll be right back. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Thanks to all the advertisers who help us bring this show to the world. Now we're going to get back to the phone call. But you also pointed yeah. out that she was wealthy, which does make me wonder if this was... Um, For money? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, so her, <laughs> so her family, her dad was like a coal miner or something to that effect. Like one of those, like, that's too cliche to be real, but real jobs. And there was like 15 kids. So she started by Mary. No, her father was like some shit, like a mechanic. I don't a hundred percent remember, but just not, not wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but there was a bunch of kids. She got married super young, had kids super young, like 15, 16, Um, and when that husband got wealthy, it was so crazy that he died and she moved on and then she was just kind of able to move up through social ranks. So yes, like 
she married him poor. She divorced him middle class. She found a middle class man, or I guess divorced or separated, died, whatever. Um, but with well, that wait, middle which class one? man, <laughs> wait, which one died? Did but it's died. Did she? No, it's, yeah, I'm there was no ask, divorce papers. <laughs> did he die naturally, or did she kill him? So the no, yeah. So she killed him. The first one was the one, the shotgun. That the was she got more creative after that. Shotgun. Yeah. Okay. And is that the one she went to jail for, or no? No. They bought that. Uh, yeah, you. She tripped. Okay. You've never been clumsy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's the first one. <laughs> so that's the first one. Um, second one was rat poison. He was a middle class man. I honestly don't know what he did. She didn't have any kids with him to the best of our knowledge. Cause I just have, um, a grandpa and my grandpa's brother from that side. So there wasn't a bunch of kids after that. Um, but he was, he was Mr. Rat poison 1000. Um, when they, when, when he said goodnight, um, she like packed up all her bags, moved to California met some California dude. Um, and he actually died from like a pill overdose, which was weird because he wasn't on any like medication or anything. Um, <laughs> and then after that, like how they got murdered got kind of fuzzy because not a lot of the details our family would talk about. So I don't know if it got like messier or if nobody really just knew. Um, but those were like the three iconic ones. And they just kept dying, and eventually she got caught for Mr. Pillboy. Because um, <laughs> there was some kind of examination, and they're like, this is kind of suspicious. But she only did a couple of years in jail. Like, it wasn't a lot. It was like a women's correctional facility, and it was like, she was a, I forget the word, but like a disgruntled wife. Okay. And she got to get out and raise her kids, yeah. And then she had four more husbands after that. She did. No, no, no. So she had those four husbands, then went to jail for the murder of the uh, one, like the pill boy. So she went to and jail then that's what, for the fourth husband. No, she meant, went to jail after the seventh husband died. After the So seventh. all of them were dead before she went to jail. Yeah. And, and is the, so you mentioned how those first, I think the first three died. Yes. The other ones, that's where I'm saying it gets messy. We don't really... So they are dead. They did die before she moved on. But that's where we don't really know 100% of the details. Okay. And then after seven, the government was like, let's just get... Let's just put you on ice for a couple years. Chill out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you probably need like a little stint in the pool over here, okay? Get some sunshine. Breathe some prison air. You'll be fine. Um, And then she got back out. Yeah. Wow. And then she yeah. just hung out for the rest of your life. And you all joked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so you mentioned you have cousins and she had great grandkids. Yeah. Is most of the lineage of the people you know through one of the husbands or is it like spread out different, like half siblings and cousins and things like that? Um, It's all mostly through one lineage. I, because she, okay, we think we're like pretty sure. Um, because so my great grandma had two sons. I'm not going to tell you their names, but son A and son B. Son B is my grandfather. Son A and son B were like super close. Son A only had a couple of kids who ended up moving out of state and kind of far from us. Um, but son B, who's my grandpa, had a bunch of kids who had a bunch of kids, and that's where I'm at. So I don't really know son A is part of the family. I know that they are out there. I don't know what they know, what they don't know. And son B, and I'm not trying to make light of this. You you keep making me laugh and being casual. But just good. Yeah, I know you're good. Son B was murdered by your grandma? The, the your grandpa? No, maybe son B. No, 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 no. So son B is my grandpa. His dad, so my great grandpa was murdered by my great grandma. So my great grandma never killed great any grandma kids, was any of her kids. Yeah, my great grandma was a murderer. Did I say uh, grandma? I was under grandma impression this whole time, but no, no, no. It's my great grandma. Your great grandma. I don't know yes. why we all suddenly feel like that's a little more okay. <laughs> but I guess for Chicago, we all collectively. Yeah. Were, okay, that's not as bad. Okay. Yeah, no, it was my great grandma. I think probably a lot of us 
Like I had one great grandmother who was alive when I was born and I don't remember because she passed when I was so young. So maybe a lot of yes. us haven't like looked our great grandparents in the eye. Whereas oh, we don't remember fair. like eating at our grandparents' table and it would be like, <laughs> right? Like I think for a lot of us I'd go like if yeah. this was my grandma, I would have asked her. So I think that part. No, yeah, she's my great grandma. But my parents all did have kids when they were like in their teens because like, you know, good choices. So that's why we're all like close enough in age that I knew her for the majority of my life. So, yeah. Now, uh, caller, this has been an amazing way to come out of the gate. I feel like what we should do is pause real quick and see what the fine people here at the hideout in Chicago have to say about this. You ready? Yes, please. Okay, let's see. Uh, um, Taiwan, t- Taiwan T man says, I'm from West Virginia, and this is the most West Virginia story of all time. This caller is 100% from West Virginia, though, missing the accent. Coal mining, pill overdose, white trash, hashtag Zodiac killer grandma. Caller, I don't know if you want to yeah. confirm or deny that. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Is that, is everything starting to come together now? Lunacy Dress says, this is a Netflix show. Corey, <laughs> she's a murderer, but would never cheat on her husband while he's still alive. That would be improper. Okay. Cam, Cam says, Mr. Rat Poison 1000 is my new DJ name. I love that. Mom Jeans has counted yeah. the times I've taken off my glasses during this call. Thus far, it's been three times. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, uh, Janelle wants to know, do you remember her funeral and what that was like? Yeah. So her funeral was, um, it was interesting because, so how do I phrase this? Like super light and funny. Ha ha. So my dad was just like low key, a heroin addict my whole life. So we weren't super close and this is his side of the family. Right. So I, there was a lot of aunts and uncles that I hadn't gotten to see for a long time and they hadn't gotten to see me or any of my siblings. So the funeral, while like my grandma was sad, my grandpa was sad, like this was happening. Um, it was more kind of like a party, like a little get together, like, oh shit, we haven't seen you guys in forever. Let's crack a beer. How's the weather? This, did you see the potato salad? Um, it was pretty, it was pretty lighthearted. I have to say like that, I actually find that I'm Irish Catholic uh, and I, I, someone else in the crowd just went, yep. I feel like some of the best parties I've ever attended have been wakes of Irish Catholic people. <laughs> the party, people tell jokes. It gets pretty rad. Um, exactly. A few more. Uh, yeah. We, Corey points out all of our great grandparents could be serial killers. Who really knows? David says great grandparents. Thank are you, different. Corey. Those folks have secrets. Alice says, this is a pretty wild story, even for the crime-filled city of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Detroit, baby, I'm coming for you. Are you I don't know if Detroit? that's anywhere near it. Not even a little bit. No, it just sounded like it was close to Chicago. I'm going to be honest. So we mentioned Chicago, and then you yelled, Detroit, baby, I'm coming for you? Yes. Yeah, I felt safe. Caller? <laughs> I... Yeah. Could not be more in love with the vibe you're bringing to the table tonight. You truly, you truly are. Um, you bring the chaos energy, right? Yeah, it's Libra season, so I have a choice. Chaotic good. I love D and D, man. So hell yeah, I usually go for chaotic neutral, but I'm in. That's very revealing that you just said that. That's you're your welcome. I'm a great dungeon master. You are. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, that's a, that's a hot commodity if you got friends who play, right? Um, it's more like family members, but yeah, <laughs> I have friends too. And I, <laughs> I didn't imply you have no friends. Well, you implied I did, which was nice. And you said today, <laughs> you said today is your birthday? Yes. I got to ask, have you had a couple birthday drinks or no? Um, actually none because I, uh, had, I got a concussion at a theme park the other day for my birthday party and I was told I can't drink. You got a concussion just the other day? Yeah, on Saturday and today's, I don't know, I mean, it's obviously the same day for us, so it's been a week, but yeah. All right. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, that sounds scary. What kind of ride was it? Um, the dumbest kind to get a concussion on. It's kind of humorous. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, let's so, guess. Let's say, I, want, I want the crowd to guess. If you're using the Twitter, what's the please. dumbest ride at an amusement park to get a concussion on? I want to see some people's guesses coming in 
right now and we'll see. Because initially we're all thinking roller coaster, but that you, you kind of said something right there that indicates it wasn't a roller coaster. Oh, co- yeah. Let's see. We got uh, uh, Carly says a big slide. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ham says the dragon wagon. Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Steven said we smoked weed as a family at my grandpa's funeral. <laughs> Steven, we have that in common. Danny points out, apparently this story is literally the plot of Adam's family values. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I, oh, shit. I, okay, so here's a funny thing. I've been told my life is two things. One, Adam's family, and two, Shameless, and I'm Fiona. So, yeah, you know what? Go off. Taiwan T-Man wants to know if you were just waiting in line to get funnel cake. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I, well, I had my sister in line for that, yeah. <laughs> That's not where you got the uh, concussion, though. No, not in line for the funnel cake. Pretty close. Franco guesses Ferris wheel. No. It's, you guys are getting, you got to stay way more stationary than that. Way more stationary? Oh, because lunacy dress, yeah. my, my guess as well was the teacups. It wasn't the teacups. No. Okay, what was it? Um, a swing. The big swings. Oh, someone did guess swings. No, not a big swing. <laughs> no. Not the, not the theme park I, ride. We all know those big swings. Mario guessed the big swings, but he also just tweeted the word balls before. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So it was a okay. So it was like a October themed like maze fun thing, whatever. Right. Anyway. So it's a swing that goes side to side that you're supposed to sit on like you're a horse. Um, it's maybe 24 inches like off the you're ground. You're a horse, or me. like it's a horse. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let you use your imagination. So you sit on the you sit on the swing as if you are a horse. You... <laughs> no, no, so the swing is the horse, I and you swing like instead of going front and back, you go nope. like side to side. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I was sitting gently, swinging side to side, patiently waiting for my funnel cake, and the support beam came down on my head. <laughs> Listen, I'm not like even fat. It was just like. A bit, it just fell apart. Even if you were a little heavy, nobody needs to have a support beam come down on your head. And I agree. Dare you yeah. gonna, uh, are you going to pull a great grandma on them and try to get some money out of it? <laughs> um, uh, to be det- that's I. There are some things keeping me from talking about that, but I appreciate oh, the question. Look at that! I hope so. I hope so. Hope it happens. Um, right. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry. So that was that. fun. What's the better part is that I like got checked out by the paramedics. They're like, yeah, okay. Concussion 101. Let's get the blood off your head. You're doing great. The people of the like amusement park thing, they gave me a bag of popcorn. And then my, cause I had everybody there for my birthday party. They were like, do you want to do the haunted corn maze? And I said, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, big regret. <laughs> Cannot recommend. The, you, you're saying a haunted corn maze while immediately in the aftermath of a concussion. Not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get lost for about 45 minutes and throw up, but you'll have a great story to tell when you go on a podcast next week. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a hell of a birthday. Yeah. And what'd you do today? What'd you do, what'd you do for your actual birthday today? Outside of this, calling Ooh. the show. Cool girl shit. I um, <laughs> woke up at 10 o'clock, put on an outfit and went to a museum. Ooh. And then I came home and I was going to make chili cheese dogs. And then I saw this tweet of like, beautiful anonymous. And I was like, ah, I've been trying to get on for like four years. I'll give it a shot. And then I started crying when I heard you are on hold with beautiful anonymous. So that's what I did today. You started crying. I did. Yeah. Because I was really excited. You really pulled it together before the call. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There's no Maybe this evidence. is my post-cry voice. Yeah, you weren't feeling... There's no evidence that you were feeling overwhelmed or emotional, even in the slightest. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe you don't know me very well, but I really appreciate that. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. <sighs> so there is that. Yeah, I know. Take a breath. Take it in. Yeah. Tell me what's next. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you the same thing. Is there anything? Because you had said, I think you had laid out the concussion yeah. and your and your great grandma being a serial killer at the top. Yeah, yeah. Like we covered those two things. 
we have covered those two things. Um, okay, I'll throw out some topics. You guys tell me like what sounds the most interesting to you. Right. I was like low key, super homeless for a while, but now I'm a college graduate and I'm on track to be an ophthalmologist. Um, I met my husband in an IHOP and one time we got caught making out in the back room by the cook, but we both kept the job. Um, now we've been together like nine years. <laughs> I only talked to like half my siblings. The rest are trash and a half. Um, I got a tattoo in Vegas recently. Like what's, what are you guys vibing with? You got any questions? Yeah. But what, what do you think Chicago? What do we want to talk about? IHOP is the overwhelming favorite. I'm a little shocked, personally. So you met your husband. You were both working at an IHOP? We were, yeah. And it was, so it's this cute little fun mute cute, mute cute. Good morning. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, Meet cute. A fell on your head a week ago. It's okay. (laughs) I know. It's the stutter's real. So we, okay. So I lived in a city about 400 miles from where I am now when I was like growing up, whatever. Um, my mom worked at an IHOP and she had like some random people. She knew at IHOPs in different places in the state. So I moved to go to college and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I could just go work at this IHOP where my mom's friend works. No problem. Um, so I go like start at the IHOP. I'm working like noon to five, like the random lunch shift where there's only one server. and like just the guy who drinks coffee, who drives a truck, who's really weird. Um, but I met like a really nice girl and we kind of hit it off and she was like, oh yeah, I have this boyfriend. He's super hot. Do you want to hook up with his brother? And I was like, oh my God, yes. This sounds fantastic. That guy's dead. Don't worry. This gets better. What? So I, we, he's, oh, that wait, guy's hold dead. On. No. Hold on. Slow down. Yeah. Who's dead? The guy that, listen, so I met a girl. Um, she had a hot <laughs> boyfriend. We, all of us worked at IHOP. Everybody you're going to hear. So me, this girl, her boyfriend, we all worked at IHOP. The boyfriend's brother worked at IHOP. And, um, so that girl was having a Halloween party with her boyfriend. She's like, oh yeah come meet his brother. Like you guys will hit it off. I think you'll do great. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds great. Yeah. So I go to this Halloween party and he's like 100% all over another girl. And it was like very upsetting. And I'm like this bitch, like I came here to meet him. He knew I was on my way. This was like a fun little blind date, whatever. I'm into it. Um, and he totally blew me off. Didn't even look at me for the whole night. So my girl, yeah, he did. Um, and you tripped over a shotgun. I, what's crazy is yes. How did you know, Chris? No, it's laughable. It's funny. Don't worry. My family thinks so. So I got pissed off and I was like, well, I'm leaving and I'm brand new to this city. I've been here for like a week and a half. I don't know where to go. So I'm going to go to the IHOP where I work and get some like free food because why not? I'm drunk. It's midnight. Who cares? So me and um, I'm going to say we had a designated driver because we were both drinking, but I'm going to let you infer the rest. And we ended up at IHOP. And um, <laughs> my husband now is the overnight server. He was the overnight server then. And I had met him maybe like once, but I was like, oh my God, yeah, what's your name? Can you get me a hot chocolate? This hot chocolate is the best thing in the world. You're a chef. Um, I think I'm in love with you. And he was like, oh, that's great. What's your name? And how did you get here? <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's my name. Here's how I got here. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so one thing like kind of leads to another. And we end up just like low key making out in the stockroom. You that's know, right. like there's a pantry, there's flower. I'm in a cute outfit. Who knows? Um, and night you met him, you made out in the stock room of the IHOP. Who's to say, or you, yes. please. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So that night you're making out in the stock room. Okay. Yeah. And then he goes, now remind me how you got here. After, so we get caught by the cook. Um, and I was like, oh shit. Like we should get back out to not doing this. Cause you're working and I'm obviously not working unless this is like a Hooters. Um, so <laughs> Later on, he's like, oh, hey, I'll, like, drive you home, I guess. And I was like, that's great. Can I have your phone number? By the way, what was your name again? Like, I would love to know. Um, So he ended up driving me home. And I got his phone number. And I went home. I was living with a family member at the time. And I texted him, I love you. Have a great night. Or something along those lines. It was like, I love you. Have a good night. Great night. Whatever. Um, So then about. (laughs) Yeah. 
So then about like three weeks later, he's like, did you want to go on a date or like, what's the vibes? And I was like, I'm like, yeah, we could. Sure. Why not? And now it's been, um, next week, it'll be nine years. Wow. How long after, yeah. that, how long after that night did you get a, did you get like, what was the path from first date to engagement to marriage? How long Ooh, did you Okay. <laughs> Um, oof. okay. So this is going to sound short, um, because it is. So we met and like got together in like October of one year. And then we about a year and a half into dating. Um, I was, I don't want to like make this very political, but I was very scared that my husband was going to have to leave the country because he's not from the country. So on like a Thursday in June, I was like, hey, um, there's like all this political stuff going on. I don't want you to have to leave. Do you want to get married? And he was like, ah, I'm good. Like, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, like, but like, are you sure we could? And he's like, no, I'm going to have to pass. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. So then there was like an election coming up and I was like, well, what if, since it's like September now, what if we just got married? And he was like, I mean, I can think about it, but that's dramatic. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sounds good. So about a week into October of that year, I just made like a really small appointment at the courthouse and I told him get in the car and I brought his brother and my sister and we got married at a courthouse on a Wednesday. Wait, 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 wait. It sounds yeah. like he said no. He did. He said no, and then you made an appointment and did it? Yes. Yeah. And he's very grateful. Let's pause there, because that's a whole story, right? I'm not the only one who hears that and goes, wait a second, what? We'll get all the answers to that what when we get back. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome to Codependence, the weekly podcast that gives you direct access to me, Maya Allen, and my sis, Sierra Miller. Every week, we give you insider access into our sisterhood and lives. Part self-help and part comedic relief, Codependence is all about letting your guard down. Expect a lot of laughs and maybe some tears as we navigate this crazy world together. Join us every Wednesday for this funny, tea-spilling, shade-throwing podcast. Thanks to all the sponsors who allow this show to happen. Now we're going to finish off the phone call. He said no, and then you made an appointment and did it? Yes. Yeah. And he's very grateful. How long have you been married? Um, it will be seven years. No, six years uh, next week. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. He knows now I made the right choice. But you did marry a man without his consent. <laughs> he signed the papers. He said I do. You got a really good ability to just like um, sneak up on me from behind verbally. <laughs> um, that's a really big compliment because I think stand-up comics and comics of any kind are genuinely like pretty quick-witted, pretty fast. So if I can pull one over, that means I'm getting pretty smart. Yeah, or that I should find a new job. Well, you know what? Now that I've been on, you're good, Chris. This, if this is your retirement podcast, I will I will give your farewell outro. Now, uh, do you have any? Do you have any children? No, thank God. Um, <laughs> and I don't plan on it. That is not. I have um, about sixteen brothers and sisters, so children are never part of the plan for me. Wait, sixteen brothers and sisters? Yes. You're one of seventeen. Yes. Or I'm one of 16. Sorry. So I have 15. One of 16. Yes. And where do you come in age-wise? Four. Well, I mean, I'm 27. But I'm fourth in line. So. But you're the fourth oldest? Yeah. 
So how old is your, you're, you're 27. Yeah. You've been married for seven years. Yeah. Got married young. And how old is your youngest sibling? Uh, <laughs> I really like the questions you ask. They're enlightening. Um, she just turned five in July. You're 27. You have a five-year-old sister. I do. And are your, are your parents still together or do you um, have counting half siblings? Yeah, I'm counting half siblings because I like them more than my real full-blooded siblings most of the time. Um, <laughs> but no, my parents aren't together. They, so they split up, God, like eight kids ago. Um, and then they just kept having kids with other people. So some of this timeline, so they split up and then they can, so there's, uh, there's some yeah. overlap in the kid. So it's not a. Yeah. So I have 16. like two 16 year old sisters, two 15 year old brothers. My two 15 year old brothers aren't related to each other, but they call each other cousins. Cause it's really hard to describe how they're related. And where are you from again? <laughs> okay. In Kentucky, <laughs> right? Not- well, so that's where the fam- my great grandma that wanted right. to kill no, everybody was joke. from. It was an easy, um, joke, but we were all thinking. No, no, that's fair. So this is not going to surprise anyone. The next word that comes out of my mouth, but I'm from Utah. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, checking out now. You waiting for the green jello joke? Uh-huh. I mean, that's uh, all right. It's it's not. <laughs> All right. So you have a you have a five year old sister right now. Wow. Yes. So have, having all these siblings has made you not want children. A hundred percent. Yeah. Is it just because you've spent? It sounds like you've spent your whole life over and over again around young kids, and that keeps resetting. And I'd have to imagine you might just be tired of that. Yeah, that, and I don't know if you have ever been pregnant. I know your wife has. I don't think you have. Um, that seems horrifying. like a a whole thing is gonna grow in your body oh god no please no um and then you have to change shit off of its butt for years oh yeah that part's rough that part is rough i can vouch for that that part like kids are great i have nieces i have nephews i today when i went to the museum i saw one of my pregnant friends and i'm really excited for her and i love to hand people's babies back to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i get it I do get it. I totally understand. There's a lot of people wondering, uh, they want to go back to the part where you said one of those hot guys is dead. There's a lot of people going, Chris, you you can't just move on. She offhandedly mentioned there's people going, so it's her brother-in-law who's dead. And then there's somebody else going, which one of the original hot guys is dead? A lot of people are asking me to just, if we could clear up when you offhandedly that up. Don't okay, worry, so guy, that guy's dead. Don't worry, he's dead. It's fine. Um, so the guy I went to the party to meet the night I met my husband is not my husband. We're not related in any capacity. Um, he uh, also ended up hooking up with another girl that was at the same IHOP that we all worked at. She got pregnant and then he died. Um, the issue is like no one really told us how he died. We just know that he was either on drugs and in a car accident or he was on drugs and in the car when he died and the car got into an accident, but he was like dead in a car um, that was in an accident and then got buried a few years ago. You know what's cool about you is when I ask for, I'm, when I ask questions that I'm hoping for clarification, it only gets more confusing. <laughs> okay, how about this? Yeah, he's dead. We're not related. That's fair. It sounds like he was an incidental part of the story. Yes. Well, he, so I wouldn't have met my husband if I hadn't gone out to meet him. He's the guy who was hooking up with somebody else. Yes. That guy's dead. Yes. All right. God rest his soul. Yes. And listen soon. All due respect. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was the IHOP story. It was. I think everybody's pretty glad they voted for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad too. So ophthalmology, huh? Yeah, that's a fun one, right? So let me tell you about my job experience in this field um, prior to getting it. Uh, None. (laughs) 
<laughs> zero. But so what I did do was I went to college at this like fun little university here. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it. And we, I studied, so I went in for BYU. Are you indicating BYU? I would rather cut both my feet off um, than go to BYU. So thank you. No. Well, the answer <laughs> was no, you did not attend BYU. <laughs> the answer was I did not attend BYU. That is correct. Okay. Yes. That's no, one of the universities. I'll just point out that's one of those things that I asked a pretty simple question. <laughs> and then you said something about chopping feet off. And I went, what? <laughs> Chris, we have to keep love the it. engaged. Okay, I this know. is a they're loving show. it, and they're loving. I think they're enjoying how consistently confused I look. I'm enjoying that too, and I can't even tell you. So you went to a college. <laughs> yes, I went to the University of Utah. I originally went in for mechanical engineering um, because I took like AP Calc and stuff when I was in high school. I have always loved math. It's I do it for fun. It's like this cute little pastime I have. Um, turns out that I am less than deplorable at physics. I don't understand it. I took physics, physics 1010 about three times. Um, never worked out. I literally just could not understand how to get to where they were getting. So I was like, oh, okay, this is great. I'm going to switch majors. I'm going to be a Spanish teacher. Um, so I got a degree in Spanish translation. I got, I minored in mathematics and writing and I was going to go into teaching. I did all this volunteer work at schools and I ended up in big box retail. And I'll just give you a, a hint of a funny story here where when I got, um, when, when I parted ways with a big box retail store, I uh, like stormed out, broke a computer, kicked a chair. I've never hit anything in my life, but my Kentucky said it's time to get crazy. Um, and I just started applying for jobs. My sister had just gotten a job in the government. And what she told me when I was applying for jobs was, hey, maybe apply for things outside of your comfort zone, because that'll help you expand and maybe reach new horizons. And what I heard her say was, I think you could do anything like be the president or a doctor. So I applied to be an ophthalmological tech, um, which is like a surgery tech for when you do like LASIK or PRK, if you guys know what that is. And I did a couple interviews. They loved me. I got the job. I signed the paperwork, got this contract, got enrolled in a couple of classes. Um, and then on like day three, I was like, yeah, no, this is great. I love it. I'll go put on the scrubs. I've never done this before. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, shit. Okay, sounds good. So I just got a little bit more like coursework and textbooks and different things to study. Um, but I'm doing great. I've passed all my tests. I get to be in the room to like notate eye exams. I get to set up four opters. Um, I get to explain to people why contacts are going to make them blind. And I think that they're the bane of my existence. And in May, I have a nice big old test coming up that's called the ABO certification. Now, my job's paying for everything, which is great. And they give me time to study and everything. Um, and it, I, hopefully I pass it because then I'll be licensed in all States in the United States where, so I can go work as an ophthalmological tech. So ophthalmologist. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a long winded answer, but yeah. So, oh, but yeah, there's that. And what <laughs> was question. the stretch of your life? What was the stretch of your life when you said you were super homeless? Oh yeah. No. So um, you might have picked this up because I dropped some hints here, but my parents were like low key teenage drug addicts and like abusive and had a bunch of kids before they were even done being children themselves. Um, so by the time my mom was actually my age, 27, she had like five or six of us, five of us, I think. And we were living in like hotels and cars and different things and like, just kind of going back and forth, bouncing from place to place. Um, we used to get like super excited for visitation with our dad because that meant we could go stay at the homeless shelter and they had like warm beds and food every single night, which holy shit is a treat if you didn't know. It's crazy amazing when you can get that. Um, but after that, when I, so I started working when I was 15, even though I shouldn't have, I was just like, no, yeah, I'm totally 16. I'll get you my ID as soon as I can. And I got two jobs and I just routed my paychecks straight to this landlord that we found. So I was paying the rent the whole time that like from 16 to about 19 when I moved out or 18, somewhere in there. Um, so that we weren't homeless anymore because for the first few years before that, I want to say like three to four years, it was back and forth from hotels, different couches to random shelters, things like that. Wow. That's a lot to overcome. Yeah. But I did it and I'm super cool now. Yeah, so, well ha, jokes on them. Well done. 
Well done. I feel like you've yeah. laughed so much, like laughed so much, starting with your great grandma stories and then a lot of family stuff and yeah. siblings and half siblings and even that. You say it all with a uh, real sense of like laughter behind it, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I never thought I'd get this far. So why not joke about it? This shit's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Your family did not hand you. The DAC was stacked. The DAC was. The DAC was stacked, and so was the DAC, honestly. They didn't make it easy. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) No, in fact, I'd say they went out of their way to make it difficult. But if I am nothing, if not an overcomer, an overachiever, if you will. That's cool. Yeah, thanks. So I think that's most of the cool things about me. Um, I have a bunch of matching tattoos with people that aren't really matching, but like super similar. What's that mean? Like me and my, so my sister recently got married and we went to Las Vegas with a bunch of girls just to like do fun girl things in Las Vegas. And we all got like fruit tattoos. So I got cherries. She got a strawberry. So like similar, but not the same. And a couple of years ago with my husband. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to text her that. Um, <laughs> but uh, like with my husband, we got like matching tattoos, or not matching, but like for our anniversaries, we would go get like both get sugar skulls, but they're very different in color and in style. But we both got sugar skulls, or I got an anchor to a ship, and he got like the steering wheel thing that it's definitely called a steering wheel. Um, my sister got like a sun and I got a rain cloud. So the same, but not the same. So you get thematically connected tattoos with a lot of people. I do. Yeah. I hope to get more. Me and my brother and one of my sisters plan to get some bee tattoos soon. I want to get a bee wearing a hat that says bee haw. (laughs) My brother's going to get a bee in a ghost costume. So he has boobies and my sister's going to get one on her knees. So she's the bee's niece. I don't think Chicago's totally supportive of the pun B tattoo scheme. I heard some groans. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to pretend that they were all of like cuteness because they're very sentimental people. I'm going to go ahead and check in. We've got about 12 minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and see what Chicago oh, said. Because you've thrown a lot at us. So I want to see where the reactions okay. lie. Let's see. Steven just says, kudos. That's amazing. I think oh. either probably in reference to the pun bees or to overcoming what sounds like a really unfair childhood. One or the- <laughs> I'm going to go with bees. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing. Again, you tend to throw a lot out here. And, uh, <laughs> then people will go, wait, hold on, wait. You have to talk, ask, ask who died, Chris. And then there's three different people. <laughs> Ray going, wait, please tell me how contacts make you blind. We rushed past that too quick. <laughs> Um, yeah. Alan says, okay, um, what's wrong with wearing contacts? Julia says, please explain the contacts making you blind info. Cam says, yeah. as someone currently wearing contacts, uh, what's wrong with contacts? Probably should follow up with that as an ophthalmology uh, tech tells us that we will all go blind if we wear contacts. So what's the deal with contacts? The okay. wants to know. Yes. I, okay. So if you wear contacts sparingly and you clean them correctly and you don't overuse them, they are at best okay for your eye. If you only use them when you're supposed to, you clean them correctly, all of that, putting them on your eyes still deprives your retina, your iris, and all five layers of your cornea of the necessary oxygen and tear duct um, like mechanisms that it's used to having. So your eye tends to swell. When you wear them overnight, that swelling gets worse. And even when you take the contact off, your eye is going to act as though the contact is still on and kind of like, attack that cute little part of your eye for the first little bit until the swelling goes back down. Um, wearing them long-term, like obviously I can't disclose a lot because of HIPAA, but I did have a patient who wore his contacts for months at a time. Um, we had to have the doctor remove them from his eyes and he was under 18, young patient, and um, was genuinely risking blindness. Um, so if you even do your best, it's still not great for your eyes. And I cannot heavily like dissuade you from them enough. Like you just, I think they're, it's not even, I think, but just the science will show they're just not great for your eyes. Is this something all eye doctors know? Yeah. Very common, but some eye doctors really stand behind them, especially when you have like very, very high prescriptions. 
because we're in context to something that you don't necessarily realize if you go back and forth from context to glasses, where contacts give you much better peripheral vision and they don't skew your sense of depth very much. Um, as in comparison to glasses when you're dealing with like higher prescriptions or a lot of astigmatism or anything like that. So that is great because it gives you better vision, um, which is why they're still definitely recommended. Or if you need glasses and you can't wear them, like if you're swimming for a living or something to that effect, like it's totally understandable. But that's why when a lot of the times you go to doctor's offices or even on your contact packaging, it'll say like, warning, this is the risk of use of these contact lenses. You need to clean them and not just dip them in the solution and pretend that they're clean. Um, and you need to take them out at night and blah, 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 blah. So they'll tell you, but a lot of times it's just like, everybody's like, oh yeah, this is the thing that you always have to hear. And they kind of disregard it. What about the daily use ones though? You take them out, they're floating in the solution. You pop them in, you throw them away at night. Chris, you just horrified me a little. Why would you put <laughs> the daily ones should never be back in the solution because no, you throw them away. No, that's what I said. That's what I heard. They, they're floating in the solution when you open them. You oh, yeah. Them right out, you put, okay, I heard you backwards. Throw them yeah. out. Pop them in your eyes, throw them out. Yeah, those are the best ones for the health of your eye, especially because you're not risking getting like any, like if you wear like. So makeup. many people in here were fucking freaking out until that moment. You just made a lot of daily contact users <laughs> much happier because there were a lot of people just sitting there going like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. No, dailies are the best for your eye, especially because if you're walking around in like nasty air, like if you guys have bad pollution where you're at, I don't know what Chicago's Chicago? air situation is like. I don't know. Chicago's known for really pleasant air. <laughs> that windy that city true. blowing that pleasant air right into your eye. <laughs> It's not a yeah, city that has what? a history of industrial, uh, right? They haven't written whole books about the meat industry and how fucked up it is in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, nothing like, nothing weird that <laughs> Okay, listen, pretend you're a monthly contact wearer, okay? Think about that air, right? It touches your contacts, okay? You put them in the solution and then you just pop them in your eye back in the morning. Are you going to put a dirty dish in some lukewarm water, pull it back out and use it for coffee? Stop, the next morning? Even, ah, uh, is that what you're going to do? Are you going to contact a dirty lukewarm dish? Ew. That's literally what it is, though. Like, think about it. That's what it does. So, I, went, I went and had a consultation about LASIK and then they told me if I did it, I'd have to get PRK and it freaked me out. PRK is super chill, bro. But it it's has like a longer recovery and they really cut your eye more, right? Well, so they melt it more than they cut it. But <laughs> it's also but, really yeah. expensive. And I have I have insurance and it didn't cover any of it. Yeah, it's because it's elective, because you can always wear glasses. Um, but PRK, I honestly recommend more than LASIK because the results um are more consistent and they last a lot not necessarily longer but it's a lot harder for your eyes to go back to being bad if you've had prk um and it's more applicable to more people it's just scarier because they have to melt off the surface of your eye and give it a good old scrape stop stop you're freaking everybody out there's people yelling stop from the crowd you don't want to hear the phrase they have to melt your eye and then scrape the top People okay, came to okay. a show. People got babysitters. People left yeah, their homes and went out for a night on the town. Sh- <laughs> and now they know to not put their kids in contacts. Okay? Oh, God. No one in here. I think we'll ever. I don't think anyone ever. We There's going to be a lot of people who go back to glasses after this one. Jeez. Oh, okay. I hope so. Let's go back to the Twitter. Let's see what else the people. Oh, Nicholas yeah. says, PRK, fuck the world. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Nick vibes. I'm in. Anne says, is it bad I was more comfortable hearing about the dead husbands than the eye stuff? <laughs> Corey uh, says, I've no, never Anne. trusted contacts and I feel so validated. And Jamie wants to know if she can get in on the matching bee tattoos. Uh, hell oh, yeah. She, she was asking her husband. Never mind. Oh, well, then I don't care. I see. That was an at at your husband. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I like it. Twitter's popping off. I'm into it. Yeah, everybody in the crowd yeah. has the, has. I just the want everybody in the crowd to know that I'm going to go brag about this for the whole rest of my life. In case you were curious, now, so. Taiwan T Man wants to know that if me, like, what if me and you got thematic tattoos? What should me and you get? 
I don't know Taiwan P Man very well. No, um, me and you, as in Chris Cather. Oh, I was like, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay, here's the thing. I have an avid love for books. I'm in book clubs. I I oh, I love a good book. I'll stop working. I'll stop doing anything if I'm like in a book. I loved your book, so we could get little book tattoos. I'd be down nice. for that. Little book tattoos. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. They're fun. All right. I'm in. Let's do it. Imagine. Say less, Chris. <laughs> um, we have four and a half minutes left. Okay. I feel like sometimes that just leads to chit-chat, and if that's what happens, that's fine. I um, also have a feeling that you're the type of person that's about to blurt out something else. And we're all really oh, wait, keep what? you on the hook, what? line, and sinker. Yeah, no, no pressure. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Here's something to keep you on the hook, line, and sinker. Maybe I'll be on a callback episode. Um, I got ordained as a minister to, like, I know it sounds weird, but to marry a couple or to administer a marriage to a couple, um, one of whom being my ex-stepdad, who absolutely hates my mom, can't stand her, but, like, low-key same, to his new wife. And since then, I've used my new um, ordinance to just like marry random people that I know, including I didn't know I was going to be the minister at my sister's wedding until about a week before. Um, and I did write her speech to include a bunch of math and dog jokes, even though she hates math and I love dogs. Okay. Okay. Now, so how, that's a fun thing. How does your ex stepdad turn to you to become the minister? Oh, uh, that's obviously. Can you hear me? My head fell out. It actually sounded uh, better. Oh, shit. It really did. Right? Do you want me to take it back out? Yeah. Let's hear what this could have been the whole time. Okay. Is this, is this better? So much better. 57 no. minutes of something that was a B minus, and now we're right in the A to A plus range. Son of a bitch. Well, here we go. Okay. Here's my real voice, guys. Enjoy it. Um, so my ex stepdad, obviously I'm very close with him and I go see him for all of the holidays and I celebrate his life with him. We follow each other on TikTok. So the obvious solution was to ask me to be his minister. I don't know what your question is. You follow each other on TikTok. Um, no, I think yes. that's fair. And I would have to imagine if he's your ex stepdad, maybe he was someone who was there for you and a steady presence during what sounds like a really tumultuous childhood would be. Uh, no, not at all. He actually caused a lot of it. What? <laughs> Didn't... <laughs> Why are you yeah. following each other on TikTok then? We're cool now. A lot of forgiving in your life, huh? Um, it took a lot. Yeah, I made him work for it. A lot of apologies, a lot of I'm sorry letters, a lot of I was like, well, I don't honestly trust you. And I think that you belong in the bottom of a raccoon's dumpster bin um, until like a couple years ago. And I was like, I guess I'll accept your apologies. And he came out of rehab, got his life together, started a business, has a great wife, takes really good care of the brother and sister that I have between him and my mom. Um, and he's actually a pretty good guy now, even though for me, I was like, I wish to God you were dead until I was like 19. So things kind of work out sometimes. Caller, I got to ask. Yes. There's been such a joyous spirit to this one. You've been kind of giddy in your ability to blow our mind with all these crazy specifics and stories. Thank you. Um, but I, I am left feeling like we only have a minute left, and I'm, I'm left feeling like you keep dropping things like that where I go, it sounds like it was really chaotic, and that's the nicest way to say it. It sounds like <laughs> it yeah. for a long time. It was. I'm wondering if you think long-term, if you – are going to be okay. And how Did you, you do you want me to cry on air cuz I'll do it. Sure. I mean it's only a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we got a minute left. I can get a lot of tears out. Um long term, I hope I'm okay. I do I I struggle. That's not a lie. I struggle a lot with mental health and self-worth and the things around me and do I even want to be here? But at the end of the day like I I'm here. I haven't kicked the bucket yet, so I'm I'm hoping it just keeps getting better. It hasn't gotten worse, so yeah. Caller, our crowd just shouted "Happy Birthday!" Oh, thank you. I want to echo that? I want to. 
I want to go ahead and say that I'm glad you're still here because we got a chance to talk. And I want to say that there's probably a lot of people who are going to enjoy this episode for the humor. And there might just be some people out there in really chaotic living situations who are happy to hear that yours got better. I hope so. There's someone suggesting that uh, one of us gets rat poisoned and the other gets a shotgun as our tattoos. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, Chris, your shotgun and rat poison. Which one do you want? You want the rat? Po- I, can't, I can't be walking around with a shotgun tattoo. But I also okay. can't be walking around with a rat poison tattoo. Use it to cover up your Morrissey tattoo. It'll be fun. <laughs> a burn. Yeah, I mean, I should with something, right? Anyway, I think I speak on behalf of all of us, color when I say that I'm really glad we got a chance to talk, and I'm really glad that you're still here, and I hope things oh. keep getting better for you, sincerely. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Hey, thanks. So I hang up now? Yeah, you hang up now, but not before <laughs> we all say, happy birthday. Caller, thank you so much for calling and telling us your story. Thanks so much for being so open and honest about uh, your family's history of murder. Thank you to the people of Chicago for showing up and supporting me. Thank you to Angie Quinn for coming on the road and doing sound on these shows. Thank you to Anita Flores for producing the show. Jared O'Connell for engineering the show. The theme song is, of course, by the almighty Shell Shag. Support Shell Shag. You want to know more about me? Including my upcoming live dates, chrisgeth.com. And hey, wherever you listen, you can hit a button that says subscribe, favorite, follow. It helps us a lot when you do. You can find all our merch at podswag.com. That's P-O-D-S-W-A-G.com. And if you want your episodes without any ads, you can go ahead and sign up at stitcher.com slash premium. Promo code is stories. Get a one-month free trial. That's stitcher.com slash premium.